hello. Thank you for stopping by for a quick listen. This is just bloody bite-sized, highly digestible highlights from the four series of the Just Bloody Post-It podcast, which is for creatives who want to do marketing that works. And I'm Helen Perry, your host. This time, social entrepreneur Natalie Campbell, MBE, who is a stellar guest with a stellar career. She's the CEO of Bellu Water, a drinks business that puts its profits into water aid. But she doesn't love social media at all. What's she doing on this show? Because instead, she's grown a profile off the back of her amazing work and podcast appearances, radio, writing. We chat about fairness and nuance and lack of it and the influence of Molly May Haig. We talk about Rihanna and ambition. Have a listen. I am a hard person to impress. I'm going to put that out there. Just because everyone, no matter how successful we think they are, has a struggle. Everyone, no matter how bubbly, wonderful, nice they seem on the outside, has a shadow side. And so I've moved away from being impressed by people or even having role models to just reminding myself that every single person is human and they will be flawed and they will make a mistake at some point. In being impressed by them, I don't want to not be impressed by yeah, them. It's almost, un- so- it's almost unfair t- to that person because you're exactly. uh, b- bestowing them with, with qualities that a normal human doesn't have. And, and yeah. of course they are. But it's we can be impressed by something somebody does, the action they take or something they create. And that's, and that's the key thing. That's the thing, me. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's what are people getting up every day and doing and how are they showing, actively showing that the person they say they are is the reality of who they are. I've made no um, uh, small thing of the fact that I adore Rihanna. Um, she isn't someone that most you know, springs to mind for most people, but I love the way that she thinks about business and going into skincare doing things differently in a, in a sustainable way. The sustainability message isn't front and center, but it's there. She has a foundation that gives back um, across the Caribbean, that gives back to marginalized communities in the US. For me, as a young black woman growing up, her visual was, for me, made me realize that I could step out of the mold of what you had to look like as a young black girl. And I, I shaved my hair and I got tattoos. And that was very much a, a Rihanna thing. It's it's how, in her being her, how she has enabled me to feel. And that's all I really want people to take away from when they're thinking about who impresses them. Does that person make you feel good? I think lots of people follow people that don't actually make them feel good. They make them feel inadequate or not enough or like they should be be doing better you have a uh, uh, visibility uh, an online profile uh, and you do work in, uh, you know on radio you've published books is that something that you enjoy or something you see as a necessity to to help with what you're trying to achieve in business I love it I'm a curious person I don't love social media per se um and I've, I've said this often I'm an introvert so even if I post something and then people start speaking back to me I'm like oh oh I need to go and lay down this is too much and I can't you know I can't respond to every single message so I end up just liking some and then I say thank you to my friends and people people that know me it's not my natural place to be I do like podcasts I really love radio I enjoy being a journalist and it's that thing of asking people questions and exploring 
and debate and what I what frustrates me about the world we're in like right now sort of this council culture is we've removed people's ability to just say what they think so that people can explore and go okay do you think that why do you think that actually let's go deeper into it we've lost the art of of nuance and gray space everything everything is well this person said x so it must mean that or we take a snippet of what someone said and vilify them and I don't like that world and so that puts me off wanting to engage more than I do I think it's holding a huge number of people back from having the conversations they might otherwise have. I was reflecting on where, it, when it's going to p- pass. I was hoping when it's going to pass through the lack of forgiveness, the lack of allowing people to change their mind, the you know the the, the inflexibility. Or, you know, I change my mind every. I definitely change my mind every year. I definitely have dif- different perspective on things with every kind of big experience or big piece of work that I do, person that I meet, conversation that I have. You know. To go back through somebody's, you know, thoughts 20 years ago and p- pull out a thought they had and and make that a reflection of, you know, who they are now is just crackers. I wonder I wonder when it's going to pass. I'm sure I feel it must pass through surely and, and we'll reach a different, I, I don't know. I hope so. I, ho- I hope so. But it's what's the trigger that will enable that to happen. And then what is the benchmark for what is wrong? So for me, red lines sexist behavior, racist behavior, homophobic behavior. That's a red line. Yes, people can grow and develop. And so that whole thing, if someone said something in X year, does that necessarily mean that they believe exactly the same thing today? I would hope not. I would want to give them the benefit of the doubt, but I'd be watching that person with one eye to see what actions they've shown me that indicate they no longer believe that thing. There are smaller points. So uh, Molly May um, talking about the 24 hours that she has or that people have within the day. I understand the intent of what she said there because any entrepreneur has said the same thing to themselves. They, you know, they've said, I've, I've got 24 hours in a day. H- how do I use it? She was vilified because she's a young, young blonde, blonde influencer. She's, she's so a woman young. in this space. She, I mean, I um, forget she's that she's so 22. She's, I mean, she's just spouting what she's heard, right? Yeah, I mean, go back and look at what you were saying when you were 22. My God. And even um, Stephen Barley, he even he said, I mean, do you want to go back through my podcast episodes and see how many men have said something similar to no note? Or, you know, nobody even paid attention. It, it's, um, But it wasn't it, it, a lot of women were commenting on that conversation as well. It was still in that place. Uh, so and I, I'm going to say that it's also, I don't want to use the word jealousy, but it's a, who is she to say that? Whereas people don't think about that in the same way for men. A man is entitled to do that because that's just a male thought. But who, as a woman, who are you to be ambitious? Who are you to determine that this is the right way to live? And we don't allow space for nuance. Yes, she's an influencer, and yes, she went on on a, a television program that catapulted her to fame. Do I fundamentally believe that she is someone that isn't hardworking? No, I, I get a sense that she she's a grafter. Um, yes, it makes it easier once you get to a certain level of success, but that's great, right? If you if you're successful and you can build off your success, why why would you not go there? And I think women. Uh, have to tolerate a lot more of having to be perfect in public than men do. 
Yeah, you have to tick every single box, every or box. Um, or it's not good enough. Um, and I hope I hope she's okay and gets a chance to process everything that's happened to her in the past few years, really learn from it, and then maybe she can make a career helping other people. But not change, just that, I don't know, want women to back stuff. away from stating their ambition. Yeah, yeah. Through fear of being vilified for it. We need to say what we want, who we are, how you know, how how much we want to be X or do Y and you know the fact that we are badass I, we, I, I don't want us to step away from doing that because I think it's very easy for us to sit in a space of making other people feel comfortable with, exactly. our, with our ambitions so that we're yeah. not scaring them we're not spooking them we're not too much for them yeah. what would you like next Natalie what are your ambitions yeah what are your ambitions actually just to have fun um, I have been steaming through my career and the pandemic made me realise that I love what I do. I absolutely love what I do, but I don't need to do all of the things all of the time. And there is a nice, there's a relief in that. What I'm actually learning is what do I then do if I'm not filling all of my time? And there's, there's growth in that for me. So I, I don't know what I want next. I'm very, I love being at Baloo. I lo- I've moved to Hove. I live by the sea. I've got two dogs. So I just need to settle into living a life at a pace that feels different to what I was doing before, but the impact is still as, um, as fulfilling. I'm trying to work out what that means. And I just have to ask you, before we go, what was it like collecting an MBE? Well, so I'd known for a while that, yeah. that I had the MBE. I found out just literally after we went into lockdown. So there's part of me that almost forgot. And then it becomes very real once you get your letter saying you need to go to Windsor Castle and, and pick up your, your MBE. Uh, for me, the immediate thing that set in was, what am I going to wear? You looked um, amazing. I didn't want to comment on your clothes because, you know, that's... But you did. You looked fantastic. You. <laughs> you can go and see your Natalie's Insta. <laughs> but, I, but I, you know, I thought long and hard about what, what, what to wear. <laughs> um, that's the retail girl in me coming back out. But, no, it, you know, it's a great experience. I, I actually personally love pomp, pomp and pageantry. Um, I love castles and palaces I love the, uh, the the artwork it takes me back to being in school um and you know classes talking about portraiture and so I spent a lot of time as you sort of walk into the room to, to get it looking at the art thinking oh that's the that's the painting from my history book I love seeing photos of, of Queen Charlotte um and so yeah so f- and I went alone as well so I didn't have to do sort of all of the small talk uh, and then I, I collected my MBE from Prince William, which was really nice because he's a uh, former boss by the Royal Foundation. And then I had a glass of champagne and then went back to work. So, you know, immediately you get back to doing the day job. Takeaways from Natalie then. Social media might not suit you for marketing and that is fine. There are other ways to get your message out there, to be known and respected for what you do. So what does suit you? And do that. Ask yourself how the people you admire are making you feel. It should be a good feeling. And work on being good, not just looking good, which is a biggie. 
Thank you for listening. An Apple podcast review from you for our show would make a big difference to how many new people find it. So if you listen on Apple Podcasts, which is probably the best place to do it, scroll down to ratings and reviews, then click see all, then click write a review. Thank you. And there are more bite-sized highlights coming soon. And if you want to listen to the whole episode with Natalie Campbell, there's a link in the show notes. Bye for now.